0: Guys, welcome back to the MMA show. Well, I say MA show, the Ike MA podcast or the Ike MA show. I'm joined in studio with the recent, or what, well, with um Craig Green. Can I say you're the new um uh, I keep forgetting it. Wolf, um, Wolf and Night Champion at the moment.
1: Um, actually, uh, no. The update: there was no belt, um, because there was such a late appointment. There was a late opponent, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah, man. <laughs>
0: no, I mean, um, I saw. I mean, I saw the, the fight. well Look, let me let me start this properly. How are you feeling? How are you doing? I mean, I, I the first question is kind of stupid because I know you're gonna be feeling good. You're gonna be feeling great after that win.
1: Yeah. Um, to be honest, mate, I I don't really feel like I fought. To be fair, mm. um, so I'm not as gassed as people think that I'm gonna be. Um, it's nice having the hype. That, um, that obviously, people have been sharing my fight and liking it, sending it elsewhere, do you know what I mean? Getting all them likes and views and stuff. But for me myself as a professional, it's it seemed too easy for me. It was a bit disappointing actually.
0: Uh, well, I'm happy they won the fight, but I'm sorry that you know you, you feel that way. I mean I, I saw the um the clip that you posted recently today yeah. online of that of that head kick, which was look, that was pretty oh, that was awesome. Yeah. That was really, really good. Yeah, uh, it was
1: beautifully timed, yeah.
0: No, go ahead, go ahead, who you want to add? Yeah, to I was that.
1: just saying, it's a beautifully timed kick, man. It was, it was a lot of the stuff that we, we worked on in camp, but as I say, it was just it was 36 seconds, so there wasn't enough. Like, obviously, in a realistic world, there would have been landing that kick, him coming, maybe standing back up, and, and then I could have worked on the leg kicks, then worked body, pressured him towards the fence, and then finished it. But unfortunately, it didn't go that way. It was quicker than expected. Um, it would have been nice to see him out cold. Mm. Uh, that was kind of the aim for that fight, um, but you know, he just he didn't want it, and that's fair enough. Like, it happens.
0: You wanted to really showcase your skill set <clears throat> and really make a name for yourself. I, I yeah, you know, I understand that. No, I get that completely. But um, from what you told me, it's, it's as if uh, really the night didn't really go your way. And first of all, to do with the opponent. And then secondly, to do with the, f- the fact that the title, the opportunity to get the title was removed from that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was gutting, man. Um, obviously, I trained nine weeks for it. Uh, there was there was a bit of, not animosity, but there was a bit of that banter between the two camps, you know, like, oh, he's going to knock me out and all this. Um so it was one of them. Like I was hoping to really showcase my skill against a bigger lad, and do the same. Do the same. Uh, same outcome. Put him away. Um there was a lot that worked. And i had been. I've been training with some serious, serious people over at Fourth Dimension as, as like, alongside with my coach. Um, but you know, the time will come for bigger fights. Uh, this year's going to be busy. Hopefully, but yeah, I mean, I had two different. That was my third opponent in two days. So I went. It was a title fight with Aaron. He obviously pulled out due to injury or whatever. Um, and then I got another opponent for the title and then he ignored the promotion on the fight on the day of the fight. So then I, I just turned up with my bag. I wasn't even going to be fighting. Um, and then I got offered a fight at a slightly heavier weight, so I took it. Um, but yeah, it was it's one of them, man. It, it happens, doesn't it? It's disappointing, but yeah, we move forward.
0: You had a fighter who should have been should have fought against you but you said that they, they ignored the promotion the day of the fight they just didn't show up
1: yeah they just didn't show up they 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 took the fight after Aaron had to pull out due to I think it was Vertigo which is fair enough he, he obviously we had contact um, so that's fair enough man And it, he, he gave a valid reason there was no he didn't just air me and just decided to pull out but then the second lad just went ghost didn't say anything to promotion and it just faffed me off really because obviously on the day it's like oh, I've got a title fight um, you've cut you're cutting all that weight, and it turns out you're not fine for the belt. And so you, you know what I mean. It's it's one of them. You train a lot of time, um, especially in pro in, in a pro level. You're sparring with some serious people. You're getting injuries. Like, I mean, I I had my tooth pulled out the day before my fight. I had injuries in my arms. I had an injury in my calf. Um, there was there was a few things going wrong. I was in the hospital two days previous to my weigh in, um, due to. A, I, you, I I had a little injury um with my mouth and stuff, so I got taken to the hospital. So there was a lot of things going wrong in this camp, but you know I still showed up. Um, so I think it just shows the level difference between the the higher pro ranked fighters and the more novice pro. Like I fight for anything, you just show up.
0: Again, I'm I'm very so to hear that because I mean I'm not a I'm not a fighter or an athlete, but. I know yeah. um it can't it cannot feel good um after making all those preparations, all the hard work, the sacrifices as well. Um yeah. and then all you gotta show you're still expected to perform and showcase your skill set and the person yeah. you're supposed to be fighting against your opponent isn't there. You feel like you just wasted your time and that's time that oh, you will 100%. never get back.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. It, it's a long time, like obviously nine weeks. Realistically, I mean, it, it depends in which way you look at it. If you're waiting for something for nine weeks, it's a while. If you're dreading something for nine weeks, then it'll come round quick. But for me, I was looking forward to this day. I couldn't wait for it. So it was dragging. It was taking ages. It was one day at a time. It wasn't a week at a time. It was a day at a time. And I just knew that some. I knew that I was going to come out on top in this fight. And then, obviously, it just went all to, to what it did. But, you know, it... It's the fight game. Like you can, you can trust yourself. You know, I know my own health. I know my own mental state. I know all my stuff. But when it comes to other people, you've just got to have that trust that they're going to turn up, that they're going to show up, that they're going to, you know, have a safe camp, not go over the top, um, not ignore the promoter, not not do all these little things that professionals shouldn't do. I mean, in, in amateur, yeah, you see a lot of these little showboaters. You see all these, you know, um, journeymen and. And stuff, just messing about with the fight game. But when it gets to a pro level, I, I feel like that's it's where you get less opportunity to be able to do them sort of things, and you get less movement, you get less room to be able to do that. I mean, I've always been strict with my fighting. If I'm fighting, I'm fighting. There's no pulling out. There's no backing out. You fight. Yeah, you know I mean, it's it don't matter. My last, the last three weeks of my camp was awful, absolutely dreadful. Um, but I still pulled through, and it's just it's a different level of fighters, man.
0: No, I can see that it's uh it's not like something you can laugh off. Even though you did win this past fight um on Saturday, I can see that still yeah. you you feel as almost as if you've been cheated out of the opportunity to really really put yeah yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean I was already back training yesterday. Uh, I did a two hour kickboxing yes, session yesterday. Back to the gym today. Uh, do you know what I mean normally after a fight I, I want to go on holiday or have a couple of drinks? It was this time I didn't. It? I, I, me and my missus was going to go out after the fight and we came home after 15 minutes being out because I just didn't feel like Yeah. yeah. There's nothing to celebrate for. Yeah, I knocked some kid out in 30 seconds, but for me, it wasn't good enough. Do you know what I mean? I, I didn't get to showcase anything. Yeah, head kick, but I've been throwing head kicks since I was a kid, man. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a kickboxer. Do you know what I mean? Head kicks come natural to me. I, I've knocked people out. I want to I showcase how good I am at fighting. I wanted to go five three-minute rounds. To prove that I've got a gas tank, to prove that I'm, I'm not just a fighter. I've got that, I've got that spirit, and I've got that heart in me to go that last, that the last championship rounds, and, you know, it, it, that's just the, that's just it, man. But you know, we move on.
0: But it is the first time that I'm speaking with you and interviewing you. So yeah. can you tell me just a bit of backstory about who Craig Green, Craig Green is? Um. Whereabouts is it? you come from, where you grew up, and uh, what was it that enticed you? And you know, um, what how you crossed paths with uh, combat sports, especially mixed martial arts. What got you into it?
1: Um, so I was, I'm from Lincoln, um and I was I was always quite I was quite a difficult child. Um, so up to like the age of twelve, I was I was really like bad for fighting on the street and stuff, and I was getting in trouble. Um. And then I lost my dad at 12 years old. um. So I had to find something to kind of steer me in the right direction because I, I was living with my sister and my mum, two females. I, I didn't have that right. My mum was always amazing, don't get me wrong. She's absolutely amazing to me. Always looked after me and I, I worship the ground she walks on. But for me, I needed a male role model, role model. I needed someone to keep me in line. Um. So I started training at a different gym. I won't mention the gym because to be honest, they've done nothing for me and I don't feel like they deserve to be mentioned. Um, This new gym, Hugo, shut up. This new gym is what's made me Um, and it's turned me into the fighter I am and I'd be absolutely lost without Dan. Um, But yeah, so I was just really badly behaved. Um, So I I found fighting just to focus my mindset, to change the path I was going down. I mean, I was going down some dark, dark roads and if it weren't for that, I'd, I don't know where I'd be now. Like I, I know you get a lot of the cliche sayings, I'd be dead or in jail. So I won't say that because I don't want to look like one of them cliche people. But that is my true lifestyle. What I was doing would have ended me up in that place. Um. So you know, if that that's literally the the reason I'm in the cage, man, in the ring, to to get away from that. And now I'm older, I'm more mature. It's more. I've got my. I've got a son now. Um, I've got my own house I've got my missus so now it's more I want to be able to provide for them I want to be able to live a dream <clears throat> so it went from getting me off the streets to providing for a family so you know it's completely switched around why I'm doing it but I've always got a reason to keep doing it because if it if it went for my family now I don't know it, I'd just be having to love the sport. it'd have to be I love kickboxing but I, when I was a kid I had a reason now I've got a reason and I think when my son's older I'll still have that reason because it'll go back to I've brought him up I've given him everything he wants now I need to go and enjoy myself again and do something I love so I'll find that love again for it so I'll always have a reason to stay in that ring man, and fight people Like there'll never be a reason I won't be in there
0: it, it, you always have a reason doesn't? how should I say reason for something to be fighting for
1: yeah of course so I'll I'll always, I do love the sport um, I've I, I there's nothing I, I love more obviously in my family but actually fighting and just getting in there it's like the minute I walk through that door to the cage or climb through them ropes the chatter in my head stops I can't hear anything else I don't see anything else so I don't visualise anything else all I see is an opponent stood in front of me that has to get put to the floor that has to get stopped and a belt that's meant to go round my waist and that is it, there's no shouting there's no arguments with people there's no i'm going out with my friends there's none of that there's me and somebody else and that's that.
0: Is there a particular um figure i mean i'm still to ask you about your gym um but is there a particular figure in the sport maybe not in mixed martial art or a more kickboxing but in combat sports in general that uh, is a particular figure that you know, encourages you to keep on going that um, you know, when you're inside that cage, it's what mentally drives you to make sure that when you leaving the cage. What, as
1: as maybe someone to look up to.
0: That's it, so at least to, to win the fight. So you make sure that you don't like cage left if your hand is raised, you, you know what I mean?
1: Um to be honest I don't really know. Um I'd say it's more I, I want the best for myself and I've just all I want to do is be proud of myself. There's people I look up to, and there's people I aspire to be like Jonathan Haggerty. There's people that I train with Amari Deirdre. There's there's them there's them fighters, low level pro, medium, high, all the way up to one championship, that I look look at and think, you know, what? I want the position you're in, but I never want to be anyone else. There's never someone I think oh, I want it. I want to show I you, because all every day I wake up I'm proud of myself. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm doing my best. I know that I. I train hard, and if, I can, if I'm consistent and persevere with the way that I am now, for another year, two years, three years, four years, I'm going to be world champion, and I will get to one championship, and I know, for, without a doubt, 70 kilo weight bracket, no one will stand in there with me this year. I'm training too hard, I'm training with some dangerous, dangerous people, and as long as I'm proud of myself, there's nothing that can put me down. <clears throat>
0: I I hope I get the name correct, um, because you said there was I think a former gym that you were with, but they weren't very helpful to you at all. I think what current team is it Gorilla?
1: That's my gym now, yeah.
0: Okay. Can you talk about as in in comparison to the old gym, as in what is it you like about this place? Uh, you know, what's it as in how's it helped you in your career and the sort of corner that, that you that you've kind of taken from it to, to, that comes goes with you to corner you for fights?
1: Do you know what? It's a a humble place to be. You don't get all the, the crossfire with testosterone and fucking young lads trying to be better than they are. You don't get all this where you're walking on the mat and there's 20 different people that think they're the best in the gym. You walk in the room, it's a small gym, but you take notice of who's in the room. You take notice of what experience is in the room. You don't look at the gym and think, we've got the best gym in the world because we've got a ring, because we've got this, because we've got this. That doesn't matter in in kickboxing. What matters is if you've got 10 world champions on the map, if you've got 50 fight experience on the map, which my coach has got 50 plus fights under his belt. The other gym I train at, there's probably three, four, five hundred fights combined in that gym. There's insane amounts of levels above most gyms. This is why I don't train in Lincoln anymore, because the the two main gyms in Lincoln have nothing. And I mean, absolutely. This isn't me starting gym wars or none of this shit. And I mean this in the most respectful way possible, but the the levels aren't there. The places I'm training now and the people I train with are levels above me. And for me to train with them, everyone I walk on the map with is better than me. I'm pro. I, I, I rate myself as quite a high level pro. And I think I'll be in the top 10, maybe top five at the end of this year. But the people I train with would, would kill me. And that's where I look at them and think, do you know what, I'm going to be you in two years' time. Every time I spar, I come home with black eyes, broken, damaged face. I come back with scruffs all over my face. Do you know what I mean? I'm coming, I'm coming home with injuries constantly. Not an injury that's going to think, oh, I can't spar now, but an injury making me realise I got hit, I didn't do this right. <laughs> and there's always something I'm doing wrong, which is good for me because then I do it better and it doesn't happen again. Whereas the other gym I was at, I was always, I was all, I always saw myself as one of the best there. I was not getting sparring. I wasn't doing the right things. And now I've got a coach that puts time into me. He wants what's best for me. He doesn't just chuck me in the ring with whoever he fancies. <laughs> so I'm getting the right opponents, the right amount of training, the right weight cuts. I'm getting the the consistency with him, and he gives me every bit of time that he possibly can. Like he's he's got experience going to Thailand probably three times a year. There's there's different levels and different experience that he's given me. And now I'm, I'm able to pass that down. He's given me a class on a Tuesday. So I'm now teaching on Tuesday, showing people what he's showing me. I'm also bringing in Fourth Dimension and Grilla's Fight Team and putting that to one. So I'm, I'm running a real good class. So I've got a lot of experience going at the minute. So yeah, there's a lot there, man.
0: Um... This is kind of cut. Kind of, sorry, I'm getting tongue twisted, But this is I'm gonna kind of branch off away from the sports slightly in terms of the media yeah. side of things. Um, what do you think of the state, state of the um, media on the fights in the UK? Do you think they do enough to? promote the names of, of, of fighters like yourself, I mean, if they win fights, especially if they are, they're winning fights, but if they are talented, when you when you watch them performing and fighting in the cage or the ring, you can see, you know, this guy, there's something about him or her. You know, they're very, very talented. I mean, do you think maybe they'll report reports on those fight, so fighters or, may, you know, try to big up their names as much as possible? Because, I mean, if, if they did then in turn, we'd know who you are, we'd know who your corner is, and we would also know, the gyms as well that, that have been supporting it, if that makes sense? Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, personally, no. Uh, until, as of recent, um, obviously, there's MMA mindset. Um, there's obviously people like yourself and then there's Leapfrog TV. So, I think now that they've pulled in, um, there's a lot more opportunity for us to get out there. Because the problem is, is, <clears throat> you've got talent at our level. Um, like the... High-level, lower-bracket lower pros, I'd, I'd say. We're not like one championship level just yet, but you get people like our level that deserve to be recognised but maybe haven't got a massive social media following or haven't got a massive fan base or something like that, not from London, do you know what I mean? You're from London or Birmingham or something. You're going to get recognised. It's a massive city. But when you're from somewhere like Lincoln <clears throat> or a little village or a town, it's it's a lot harder to be recognized there's not as many people there there's not there's not all these things to big up uh, a person in public but i think now they they're coming through with all these interviews like like yourself and we're giving us the opportunity to be able to branch ourselves out i think you'll see a lot more of it um so i think someone just needed to make that first leap um and just send it and see what happens and obviously now that's happened a lot of more people are going to start doing this so I think a lot of us fighters are going to have to eventually say a massive thank you to the people like yourself, Leapfrog TV, MMA Mindset, because we're going to owe you a lot. Because at the end of the day, this is how we get out there. But the this goes goes on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, gets views. It it creates us following. It creates ticket sales. It creates a, a wider, broad. Um, you know, it, it just it creates creates us more opportunity. So. So, yeah, I think now, yeah, um, but the last eight years, what's i been fighting? No, not all.
0: I think you you noticed that, say, um, they do, even over here, they do tend to pay a lot of attention to what's happening on the US scene, isn't it, especially with yeah. the names such as UFC, Bellator, PFO, yeah. And to be honest, um, last weekend, or this past weekend, the UFC did host a fairly stacked card um yeah. but there there have been a lot of times that they might host an event uh, a particular fight card and actually the fights were not that entertaining what was entertaining was the the hype leading up to the fights and actually what you oh, pay yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah the hype is always up there man like the hype you'll never you'll never beat it you, you get english americans brazilians you get spanish you get all these different countries merging into one arena and that's that's the way you've got to look at things like this. It, it's a massive worldwide event. <clears throat> so, put, even like one championship, MTGP, not even MTGP. That's not even that big yet. But uh, one championship, the Glory Kickboxing. If you look at things like that, when they're hosting Holland or Australia or you know uh, Thailand, places like that are bringing in a massive, massive variety of fans. For, for example, Jonathan Haggerty's world title fight, you're getting English there. You're getting the Thais there. You're getting the Brazilians there for his opponent. You, you're going to be getting Spanish. You're going to be getting Mexican. You're going to be getting every single part of the world coming to watch that one fight. It's a huge fight to watch. Mm. And <laughs> I think finances, if you've got financial stability, you're going over to watch that fight. If I didn't have a child, no. I'd, I would have been going over to Thailand. I would have been going over and watching that fight. Because it's a fight that everyone wants to watch. And I think once you get a wider broadcast of, um, of public people seeing it, <coughs> sorry, I've got right cough today.
0: That's fine. Sure.
1: <laughs> I think you'll, you'll start branching out to a lot more people. And I think as soon as that happens for a smaller events, people are going to realise where, where the really good fights are at because it's those lads that we have something to prove. When you come McGregor's level or Frank Mir's level or Ronda Rousey level, Holly Holmes sort of thing. When you're at that level, you don't have anything to prove anymore. You've already made hundreds of thousands of pounds. Yeah. You've already got that car. You've got that gorgeous house. Do you know what I mean? You've got everything you want. And that's where people fade. Conor McGregor, he's got proper 12 now. He doesn't need to fight anymore. He's got um, a Lamborghini yacht. He's got yeah. millions in his bank. <laughs> he's got God knows how many houses. Yeah. He won't He won't fight Michael Chandler. He doesn't need to. You really think that fights- fight...
0: You you really think that fight is not gonna happen?
1: I don't think so. I don't. I, I know. I don't yeah. think Conor will fight because he doesn't need to. Michael Chandler needs that fight because he's, he's not as rich as Conor. That's a money fight. Yeah. Conor made more money fighting Floyd Mayweather than any fight in his whole career. And that point when you when you can lay down at night thinking I never have to fight again, I'm sorry, but I'd be the same. If I never have to fight again, then great. The- but right now I do. And that's the difference. We want to fight. We have to fight to get recognized.
0: You we see, haven't made that uh, yet. In Connor's own case, I mean but, well, if, if what you're saying is and I think what you're saying about him not fighting it is probably true. I mean, even many fight fans believe he's not gonna fight. This that's the reason why yeah. he's just being vague and making all this noise and not actually giving an answer, making a decision whether he's gonna fight Michael Chandler or not. Um <sighs> I mean, it's uh, I mean, it's a funny one. But I mean, if uh, if if that's the case that if that's the case, I mean that they're not they don't really feel like they need to step back into the octagon again to um to earn some. Money, I mean, then why do they keep on? Or Was it just to stay relevant? That's the reason why they keep making all these outlandish posts and so on.
1: It's it's to keep themselves relevant, like you've just said it yourself. Um, mm. the reason they do it is because. At the end of the day, they're, they're businessmen. They've gone from fighters. The the young McGregor with a fucking wild haircut and the, do you know, what I mean, he he was hungry. Mm. Don't get wrong, I'm saying this about Connor, He's my favorite fighter, 100% my favorite fighter, uh, UFC fighter, favorite. Other than John Jones, he's my favorite fighter of all time. Mm. John mm. Jones takes the levels above, but he again won't fight. He doesn't need to. He has nothing to prove. Mm. And I think once you've got to that level, when when you've won. Two world titles in cage warriors. You've won two world titles in UFC. He has nothing to prove. The, the UFC aren't going to pay him the money that he wants anymore. The, he he doesn't need to. Why would why would he risk his life when he's got hundreds of millions sat in his bank account? He's got a, he's got his missus. He's got a beautiful family. He's got all these things that he wants. Mm-hmm. What what's he going to go in there and risk his life for against some young American? Well, medium to young American that's got everything to prove because no one thinks he'd actually beat Conor McGregor. I'm, do you know what I mean? There's no there's no reason for it. And it is to stay relevant. He needs to keep his business alive. He's got the Forge. <laughs> He's got proper 12. He's making enough money on the side. But at the end of the day, he still needs to keep them business. He, he needs to keep them developing. He needs to keep them them fight fans interested in his side of business because that a lot of his sales, a lot of his business ideas will go to fight fans. A lot of the yeah. people that buy his drink will be fight fans. Because if it weren't for the UFC, no one would know who Conor McGregor is. Yes, yeah. No one course. would know what Prop Twelve is. No one would know what the forged steel is in Ireland. They wouldn't know any of these things. They wouldn't they wouldn't visit Dublin just to go to his pub. They wouldn't go out and purposely buy his beer just because it's his or his whiskey because it's his. The reason he's done that is because he's branded himself one of the best fighters of all time. So if he lets that go now, And drops it all, then he's no longer relevant. Then his business is going to start going down to the floor, and that's when you will see Conor McGregor fight again because he'll go broke. His lifestyle, he'll go broke, man. He needs money.
0: So, (laughs) well, if he's going to start fighting again, I mean, I mean, will fight fans want to see him fight because you know he's getting older. So the new the younger generation probably are gonna have that advantage really that, that it's gonna be I'm assuming that it's gonna be an easy one because he's not gonna be as fast as me, he's gonna be recovering as quickly as me and, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's not gonna be as sharp anymore. He's mm. probably been jacked upon steroids, God knows how many times. I mean, look at the look at the the bulk he put on man. That is, it's doable, but in the amount of time he did it, it's it's hard. I know they don't do Sada anymore, the testing pools and stuff. But there's a time and a place when you should just think, oh, I've made enough money. I can look after my family. He doesn't need to. And there's there's them hungry young fighters that have to fight. They aren't earning a hundred million. They aren't earning ten million. They aren't earning this money. Do you yeah. know what I mean? There's there's these young, hungry lads that are coming through thinking, right, I still need to feed my family. If he beats me, I can't feed my kids. And when you've got already rich against someone that wants to be rich or wants to be successful, you're never going to win. They are hungry for it and the <laughs> hunger gets you places, man. I want to get my family out of this flat. I want to get my family a, a nicer car. I want to I buy us a house. I want to do all these things. So, I would, I'd fight anyone and mm. I will win because I need to. It's not because I want to fight, it's because I, I have to. Yeah, and That's the level of difference. I'm nowhere near that level yet and I've I, honestly pray every night that I will be one day but there's there's a level difference between hungry because you need it and hungry just because you've already got it in
0: one one <laughs> um before as in you get to the uh, I think your goal you said is, is to um be competing in one championship and other similar promotions um but I mean say in the next five or ten years or even before that I mean are there any other promotions here in the UK they like to compete in? I mean,
1: um, well, at the moment we're eyeing up MTGP, um, we're in, we are in talks at the minute um, with someone that works alongside the MTGP. Um, so we're looking at getting a couple of fights in there. Hopefully, maybe get contracts. See how things go with that. Um, but there's there's nothing set in stone yet. Like I don't I don't really talk about the stuff that goes on behind closed doors. Um, it's early days, man, like, I will not be able to say, um, but the only thing I want to do is prove my point, whether it's on little shows, big shows, it don't really matter, because I know what the end goal is, and it's just more stepping stones, like, I'd love to get on MTGP, KGP, get the experience fighting abroad, get a bigger, bigger wage, I'm worth, I'm worth it, I bring people there, I, I put on a great show, I know how to fight, and I impress people, and I know that, once my name gets breached out a little bit more, people will want me on their shows because I mean I'm an impressive style fighter. Mm. I've got clean, I've got finesse fighting, I know what I'm doing. And the when you've got skill on not even skill, but I know how clean my technique is, I know how good I look in the ring. And I know that there's not many fighters at 70 KG light like that. A lot of them are brutes. They want to fight. I'm technically gifted and I'm just coming for everyone this year. See where it lands me, man. But in the next couple of years, I'd love to be one championship or at least road to one. Um, so, yeah, we'll see where we're at.
0: I've spoken to you for the first time, and despite your tattoos, because um, I, I you seem quite intimidating for even though we're not meeting physically face to face. You do come across as someone who's quite articulate, especially when it comes to combat sports. I, I can see that this is something that it's in your blood. But, um in terms of at least talking about the sports and even outside of the specific area of the sport that you are um that you are tied to, um yeah. have you ever considered maybe starting your own podcast, and maybe speaking with other fighters and other people affiliated with the sport? Because you look like someone who can you can have a really decent, informative conversation about what's going on in the sport. I
1: appreciate that, man. Um Do you know what I, I haven't really because I train what? Um Mondays, Tuesdays. Thursdays, Fridays, sun- Saturdays and Sundays and then I work eight hours a day as well. So if I had the time, I- I'd love to do something like this and just maybe not even just have a conversation with fighters, see what the difference is between my fight style, their fight style, their camps, my camps. But again, yeah, I-, I feel like I'm good at answering the questions. um, But I don't know, man. Maybe one day. Do you know what I mean? Maybe it'll be something that I can look at one day. Um, But I quite I I teach a lot of people, so I think that's where my um, talking's coming from. I think that's why I may seem more confident on camera now. To be fair, the the first interview I did with MMA mindset, mate, my voice was shaking and shit. It was awful, and I was like, I said to my miss after I was sweating, I was nervous. I was like, what's going on? But now I think it's just like
0: he seemed okay when I watched the clip of it. He seemed all seemed alright.
1: Yeah, you got to mask it, man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When you're a fighter, you learn how to mask your fucking emotions. Do you know what I mean? Like, you could be shitting yourself before a fight. You're still getting in that ring regardless. So you may as well just mask it and act happy, ain't you? So it's one of them. Like, I think it'd be cool to do some live podcasts um, and, like, be invited onto some different, like, actual interviews. That would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we're, like, I don't think I'd look at it doing, doing it myself. But, again, it's I teach classes – Stuff like that, so I've got that communication skill. I'm quite good with this sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd love to do some live broadcasts. podcasts. That'd be really cool. Um, so, I mean, maybe get yourself an office bro and then we can get a little face to face one going, and get, going, get some a and get some, get a nice little thing going on. I'd, cool.
0: def- I'd hold you to that, definitely. Why well,
1: you uh, hold me to?
0: <laughs> um. Last but not least. Um. Well. Two more questions. Um, when any news on when your next fight is going to be?
1: Um, yeah. So we are looking at. Um, we're looking at hopefully maybe next month, um, around the twenty fourth. I think I'm not hundred percent. Um, we're looking at two in May, and I have one in November. So the spread out from between the year, but I'm hoping to get another. Probably if they're all secured, I'm maybe looking at maybe getting another three or four, adding in there. I want to fight at least eight or nine times this year. I want to fight a lot. So I mean, we've got one down. So I want to get a couple more yet. I'm I'm not happy yet. Do You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm hungry. I want to fight. I, I just want to. I want to get quick. I want to get up to that top ten spot quick. When I was a kid, I was I was ranked number one in the UK for quite a while, and then I stopped kickboxing. So mm-hmm. I think now I want to get back up to that. Um, but dude, I want to get to new levels now, man
0: same promoter or is it going to be different different promo- uh, promotion for the next fight?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be... It's, it's a show in Leeds, I think. Pat. We're still waiting for confirmation. Um, I won't give away who the opponent is and stuff yet, in okay. case it falls through. I mean, I don't want to get people excited. Um, It's a fight that was potentially going to happen in the past. Again, I won't say when, but... Um, a lot of people are excited about it, so I was excited about it. I'm sure they were, but you know, we'll find out, man. Um but yeah, if it happens, it's gonna be some fight. I can I can promise you that part of it. I can, can definitely reassure you about that, and it'll definitely be worth getting involved in that show if it happens.
0: Last but not least, any shout outs you'd like <clears throat> to give?
1: Uh shout outs. Yes. Um, yeah, we'll we'll give out the whole shout out to the fourth dimension team in Nottingham. Um They've done loads for me, uh, but the main one I want to give a shout out to is my coach, Dan Gibbon. Um, he's honestly brought me from a really dark place. There was times when he was answering the phone to me when I was in tears. Do you know what I mean, I've, I came from a really bad place. There's um, so A lot of deep stuff happened to me last year and it weren't good, but he pulled me through it. He offered me to go live with him. Um, he was going to give me a room in his house, stuff like that. He really pulled me out of a dark place so, yeah, there's there's them, and then there's my missus as well, Gracie, she's she cooks for me, she does all my food plans, she's she's looking after our son whilst so I'm training three hours a day, working eight hours a day so, I mean, I spend about an hour at home with her and she's supportive, she's always looking after me, Um. so yeah, just, just them three, man, like fourth dimension as a whole team, Dan Given, the greatest fight team he is fighting again soon as well, he's defending his title, so Anybody wants tickets, come at me and I'll sort you them out. So, yeah, man, family, friends, fight team, that's, that's it.
0: Please uh, send me the if you can, the list of all the people that you want me to tag for the shout outs. I'll include it in the YouTube post and the Instagram post as well. And congratulations on the birth of your son. I know I'm a bit late, but um, uh, I should also um, uh, congratulate you as well.
1: Thank you, mate. I appreciate it.
0: Guys, thank you for listening. Craig, thank you so much for coming on the show. If you have listened this well, thanks, thank you again. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the like button if you're listening on YouTube. You can also catch this episode on Spotify, iTunes and Google Podcasts. Craig, once again, thank you so much. Thank, thank you.
1: Thank you, mate. I appreciate it, brother.